Welcome to this podcast from St. Michael and All Angels Episcopal Church in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We hope you consider hitting like or subscribe. We hope you will share this audio with your friends and neighbors. Help others know about our inclusive, theologically progressive community of faith. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can make a gift at stmichaelsabq.org. May I be the first to officially wish you Merry Christmas. Before I begin, a word of welcome, especially if church is not your normal scene. If you're not sure what or if you believe, know you are welcome. Whether you're here because your parent or a grandparent or child asked you to come, it is good to build up political will at home. Please know you are welcome. If you are here in church for the first time or the first time in a long time, if you're still quite not sure, that's okay. I know church has caused a lot of hurt, so please know wherever this Christmas finds you, you are welcome. Whoever you are, wherever you find yourself on the journey of faith, there is room for you here. And I will say tonight, I was once in your shoes at St. Michael's. The last Christmas Eve that I spent here was the first Christmas Eve that this congregation was in this building. And I sat back there on the banco at the late service. We were visiting my dad's family. His aunt lived just up the road. I was a teenager at the time. And I remember thinking that that banco was really cool. And I remember watching as another teenager was up on this banco serving at the altar and they were falling asleep through the sermon. And I didn't know that one day I would be back as a priest in this church. So if you're visiting tonight, watch out. You are very welcome, and who knows? One day you might be the rector. (laughs) But whatever brings you tonight, Merry Christmas. Have you heard that churches in Bethlehem announced they would not celebrate this Christmas season? In the midst of the war in Gaza and Israel, there are no Christmas lights up in Manger Square, which is the central square of Bethlehem. There will be no fireworks. Fireworks are usual in the Holy Land around holidays. The Lutheran Church did put out its nativity set, and an image from their nativity scene, it's been shared in the New York Times and all over social media. I would bet many of you have seen the picture. This year in Bethlehem, the baby Jesus lies on a pile of concrete rubble. And that image stuck with me as I prepared for, these, for Christmas these last weeks. Partly, I think, because we were getting ready for our Christmas pageant. And our son, who is five, was one of the shepherds at the service earlier. And I think sometimes we treat Christmas as a holiday for children. Having a five-year-old, I will say that it is magic this time of year for him and to be with him. But this story that Mandy just told, it's not a children's story. Even though we hear the story told by kids, this really is not a story for kids. This is a very grown-up story. This is a story of a young girl pregnant out of wedlock, This is the story of a man who discovers his fiance is going to give birth to a child that isn't his. This is the story of an unlikely family who have to travel on foot and on donkey from one side of the country to another because their land is occupied by foreign occupiers and they have to go register to be taxed. 
This is the story of shepherds who have a vision in a field which terrifies them. The Christmas story is a story of frightful decisions. The Christmas story is a story with sex and shame, terror and visions and taxes. Hard to get all that in a pageant. (laughs) This is a grown-up story. And I think this year it matters. Because God is not born in comfort, not in convenience, but in the midst of strife and doubt. No one in this story is deserving. No one is worthy. No one has earned their place. On the cover of our bulletin is a painting by an iconographer, a friend named Callie Lattimore, La Sagrada Familia, the Holy Family. And in the image, Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus, they're portrayed as Latin American immigrants somewhere near the U.S.-Mexico border. I saw similar images recently painted on the walls of a shelter in El Paso. The image reminds us that the circumstances of Jesus' birth, much like the circumstances faced by families arriving to our country today, were frantic. Jesus' family had to flee violence, another gospel tells us. And too often, Christians have taken the gospel, which is meant, the angel tells us, to be good news of great joy for all people, and made it into okay news for the select few. Too often, we Christians make our faith into a reward system for those who are able to conform to a set of particular standards who have the money and status to belong in very particular ways. The story of Christmas tells us we don't earn our way into God's grace. Grace comes when we are most in need. God is there with us when we absolutely do not deserve God's presence. In fact, the whole economy of deserving and undeserving has nothing to do with God. God chooses to dwell with all the so-called wrong people. As the poet Madeline Lingle put it, God did not wait till the world was ready, till people and nations were at peace. God came when the heavens were yet unsteady and prisoners cried out for release. This is not a children's story. Christmas is not tame. Christmas is not G-rated. Christmas is about the grace of God being born in the rubble of human lives. God knows that in the midst of all the terror and difficulty of our times, how much we need to be reminded, joy and love is still always possible. A little over 30 years ago, just before Christmas, the author Toni Morrison wrote a eulogy for her friend James Baldwin. And she talked about the power of joy that she learned from her friend saying how she wanted to be generous enough to join your smile with one of my own and reckless enough to jump in that laugh you laughed because our joy and our laughter were not only right, they were necessary. Joy and laughter are necessary, especially in the midst of sorrow and terror. Toni Morrison goes on, You knew, didn't you, 
how I loved your love. You knew. This then is no calamity, no. This is jubilee. Our crown, you said, has already been bought and paid for. All you have to do, you said, is wear it. Toni Morrison reminds us, as James Baldwin reminded her, we do not have to earn joy. We do not have to earn laughter. We do not have to earn love. No, it is your birthright. Wear that crown, whatever the circumstances, wear the crown of love. Christ came to a people who were sore afraid the way the King James put it for the shepherds, sore afraid. Jesus came in circumstances more frantic and worrisome than many of us will ever know. Yes, our world today knows sorrow. Yes, the news is difficult to bear. And in the midst of it all, love is still born. Laughter is still born. Joy can still come to our world. That image of the nativity scene this year in Bethlehem, it, it stuck with me as we move toward Christmas. So much so that I kept returning to look. And maybe it was the third or the fourth time that I was sitting with the picture. I started to wonder why I was so focused on the rubble. It's jarring, yes, but in some ways this nativity scene is simply more honest than most. If Jesus was born today, it wouldn't be in a fancy maternity ward or a birthing center. Even our beautiful wooden nativity set over there makes it look so fancy, right? If Jesus were born today, the circumstances would be dire, just as they were over 2,000 years ago. As I looked at that image again of Bethlehem, I thought, we often measure power in our world in the ability to make rubble. We measure power in the capacity of a person or a government that, that they have to tear down to enforce their will with might. Christmas tells us God's power isn't measured in making rubble. God came to show us that the true power, the power with the capacity to remake our world, is gentle, humble, vulnerable. The real power behind our world is love. We seek to follow one who brought laughter and joy and praise to frightened shepherds and scared new parents. God brought love to the terrified. We seek to follow the one who chose the worst of human circumstances into which to be born. We don't earn God's presence, no. When we are at our worst, God comes to love us. If you came to church tonight seeking, know that here, the best name we know for God is simple. It's love. As our presiding bishop says, if it's not about love, it's not about God. In the midst of the rubble, in the midst of it all, love. Merry Christmas. Amen. <laughs>